Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable. This week, it's diabetes and dextrose dissection as the deft dudes deal with dastardly dishes. Hard drive hierophant Mark ponders portals, packages, and piracy. Breaded buttery Bob wants wild wings to win over waste widening. And waggling Wade waxes wistfully about Vegas vices. From tech issues and Japanese super gums to healthy heroin. Ha <laughs> yes, it's time for Wade's Food Questions. Now sit back and prepare to be distracted and enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Distractable. I am 70% sure I'm this week's host. No shot. Because I won last episode. The way it works here is if you win the last episode, which I did, you host the next one. Yes. Despite mine and Bob's disbelieving of what happened. Yes. Uh, I'm joined by Mark and Bob, my co-hosts. Hey, boys. Hello. Hi. Hey. Hi. How are you? Great. I, I'm in disbelief. That's how Very I am. Very good. I'm doing wonderfully. I don't have a good feeling about that tone of voice. How are you? Oh, uh, that's a very host behavior that he's exhibiting right there. No, no, I'm the host. This uh-huh. is not like a puppet situation. I, I am the host. Yes, you are. You are the host, 100%. I feel like Quill and Thor at the end of, uh, was it Endgame, where he's like, I'm the captain. Of course, of course, of course. Of course, yes. But I am the host. This is mine. Yes. I think this is going to go really well for you, Wid. Mark has no idea what my topic is. Bob doesn't. This is mine. I did this. Why would I? You don't have any backdoor exploitations to take advantage of in your computer to remote desktop in. That's not a regular occurrence. I mean, I do use remote desktop, but that's for Dana. Oh, yes, Dana. So what's new in your lives? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) If you were going to keep that up the whole episode, I was just going to give you the win. I was really hoping whole episode, just that bit. Wade and I are having discussions and Mark is just like, Mm -hmm. I do like Mac. I do. I do. Unironically, I do. I think everyone got that. I had to edit a video today back on my PC again. And uh, I know what the problem is because I know now that so many problems with Windows come down to uh, lack of unification in what your interfaces are and a lot of these different things. I have an external hard drive that's been dying for a very long time that I have uh, programs like Photoshop. I, I have Photoshop files that I open on that drive because I'm like, that's where I was just storing them before, before I got all these network backups. If you have that open, on your computer, it can slow down your entire system because it's trying to read from a drive that's dying. This drive is dying, and so it's not been able to move as fastly, uh, fastly as quickly, and so it's like it's coming down. So it's like it's not the PC is bad; it's that PC can fall apart very easily because Mac being like an internal, like very closed off ecosystem, it can fall apart, no problem. People can like it can explode, no problem. But with Windows, it actually is very, very trivial to get into a situation where you do not know what is slowing down your computer. But if I pull up Activity Monitor on windows i'll look at that drive and it has a 42 millisecond response time it is just agonizingly slow which for a hard drive that is a very slow response time 
that is yeah. extremely slow and it's got a right it's a ssd it's reading at a max of like 30 megs a second that's how much it's dying you should probably switch off of that drive yeah no i have a solution pr- proposed for you yes absolutely which is like i don't know why i've been running it for so long but i need to copy all the files off of it and it, it'll copy at 30 megs a second and if i do that while i'm doing this you just like run that overnight or yeah if i but if i i only realized just now so if i do it overnight uh... i'll Hey, wait, 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 this is, this is uh-huh. a real problem. Yeah, yeah. But it is! I'm talking about Windows, people shouldn't be mad at me. Oh, real problems, yeah, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Anyway, I do like Mac, I think it's cool. You know what I like? Honestly, I thought I was going to come up with something. I got nothing right now. Stuff stuff is not working, man. I My computers, the, I, I foam filled them with foam and packed them very carefully and transported them very carefully. I think I might have cracked some traces on, so, like, maybe on my graphics card. I don't know, man. But, like, my computers are all over the place. I keep... I keep trying to do like stream or do, you know, content stuff on them. I'll do mm-hmm. it one day. It'll work perfectly fine. Like, oh, okay. I got it all sorted out. The next day I turn it on. My sound is all totally fucked and not in the usual Windows way in the like, it thinks it's putting sound out and it's not from any Ooh. output type of way where it's like, oh, something's broken, isn't it? Oh, no. I, I can't tell if it's broken or if it just, I just had it unplugged for too long and all the series of updates it did just made it have a total fit. I don't know, man. Man, I wish I had Max, I guess, is the point of what I'm saying. I don't know. Probably not. Probably not if you're, oh God, no. <gasps> Mark spilled a liquid. No, 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 no. What in the fuck? Can you still hear me? Yeah, you yeah, right. Did you just almost kill your roadcaster in the same way that you killed your GoXLR the one time? I was trying to unplug that hard drive and I miss. I looked at the cables wrong. I unplugged my road. But the road has two plugs, two USBs. So I unplugged the secondary USB to that. So we're okay. fine. We're fine. Maybe don't unplug that sort of stuff in the middle of this. Well, I was thinking the hard drive because I realized like the transfer I was doing earlier was done. And I'm like, yeah, I should just unplug that because that's probably like causing issues. But I'm good. Everything's good. Everything's so good anyway my computers might be broken who knows the thing the thing that happens with a lot of technology is like when the, when cars were first invented driving a car was like a whole thing you had to be kind of an engineer you had to crank starting it was dangerous you could break your arm all this stuff and now you just get in a car you push a button it drives like it's that easy how are computers not quite to that point yet and maybe it's because we're doing stuff that's more advanced maybe they are for people who do normal stuff on them but like it feels like computers are still in the model t era where it's like if you change one thing everything else is like oh i'm gonna explode whoa nothing's built to last everything's built to have replacement parts and for you to buy new shit i don't even think that's it like i'm not saying don't age out because because that is hap that does happen but i'm saying like i have new stuff I have all new things. None of my, neither of my computers is more than a year old, and it feels like they're already teetering on the edge of if I change another thing, all of it's gonna stop working all at once in a way I can't fix. Here, I'll actually explain it to you because this is a fascinating conundrum, and game development actually is like an equivalent uh, processy to it. It's like game development on PC is a microcosm example of what this is. You have to make sure your game works for PC, right? That should be easy, right? Every Everyone's on PC. It's Windows. Okay, there's a few different versions of Windows. Windows 11, Windows 10, Windows, you know, Vista, people are still on, 7. Windows 95. Yeah, and so you got to pick, okay, I'll only support 
Windows, let's say, 7 and above. Seven's old by now, but some people still rely on it every day. Um, and that's fine. Whatever. Okay. Among those, who has updated to what driver? Who has what DirectX package? Okay. I'll package my uh, my game with DirectX. Uh, but which Windows Windows are they on? How am I going to know? Okay, so I got to package it with every version of DirectX for every operating system so it automatically installs for their computer. Okay, cool. What audio system they're doing? Well, the chipset is dependent on a motherboard. How do I even know what motherboard they're on? Because there are many different motherboards. Okay, uh, I got to make it for this audio driver, this until audio driver, this, uh, like, AS Rock whatever media stupid thing. Alright, good. At least they have a good graphics card, right? Do they have a good graphics card? There's AMD, there's NVIDIA, there's all kinds of different graphics cards that they could possibly have with all with different hardware cap capabilities. Some with completely different architectures from generation to generation. Some don't even have shader models that the other one says. That's okay, thank goodness. Well, DirectX is there to unify it. Well, I'll create adjustable for my game to have adjustable graphics. Piece that's just gaming. Every other software out there has to deal with this exact same problem. And it's not just like PC or Mac. Let's say Mac is like a closed loop system and it's trying to do that. But with Windows and even like some people are like, I don't like Windows, I want Linux. Why doesn't everything work on Linux? It's because it's hard enough to work it on Windows. And that's why ports to PC for certain games can be bad. Like because it all is packaged up with all of these different contingencies. Sometimes you have to create an entire different build of the game just for a different operating system level on Windows alone. It's it's a lot of stuff and it's a lot of different things and so PCs with people's ability to like repair them in the east to open them up creates like a certain barrier to entry for complexity for you to have the utilitarian nature of computers as they are today. It would be so much more efficient to build them if everyone built them like like Apple does, but then people wouldn't be able to actually go in and repair. The one thing about Mac that I do not disagree with is they are impossible to repair. Trying to open a MacBook and doing it is, is not only void your warranty you are more liable to break your entire system than actually repair your thing. And they, they you need to rent tools from the tools that you can rent from Apple are like 76 pounds. They come in two cases and that's just for the phone, but you can rent it. You can because they were legally required to allow for rental, but the complexities of even opening it up without breaking it, they had to send. No, but see, but see, I know enough to know basically the gist of what you just explained, but I want to be, I, I, I want to be in the walled garden. I wish that they would tell me configurations of stuff that they specifically use where it's like, we know it works with this motherboard or this series of motherboards. This is my livelihood. I spent a lot of money on these computers. I would spend a good amount of money to get the basically the experience you get on Mac, but in the form of a PC where I have access to the software that I need to use to do what I need to do. Yes. I would, if they just put a list out that was like, if you have these components generally, You'll get top performance out of our piece of whatever software or our game. I would do that. I would be so into that. And I get like, what you're saying. It's very hard and not. But like a Adobe, you're saying Adobe couldn't have some like a list of, you know, Adobe pr pr approved components and things. Adobe can't even keep their software working from version to version. <laughs> I know but I'm just saying. They're a huge company and they charge people money without them even knowing it. They they have all the money in the world to make it work right, and I get that they struggle to make it work at all, but I just would be nice. It would just be nice to spend a bunch of money on a computer and not feel like it was already kind of broken within the six months of getting it out of the box. Yeah, I completely agree with you. It would be nice, and a lot of it comes down to just not upgrading to the most recent version in a lot of different things. It's like picking a version of it, like let's say if you're going for DaVinci or Premiere even, you pick like version from five years ago that was super stable 
and they didn't have any experimental features with like like AI analysis of yada yada. It just works and you pick that one. You can do that and you can make sure that your computer definitely works for that one, but you have to do that for like, you have to handpick all of your software to make sure that. And basically you have to disconnect yourself from the internet in between each one, just in case anything auto updates to something. Even Windows you gotta prevent from updating and it's just like- Oh dude, auto updates. Don't even get me started on auto updates. Holy cow. Doesn't Windows even bypass you telling it not to auto update sometimes? It's just like, eh, you're getting this anyway. It reaches a point where for security reasons, it forces you to update, yes. And nowadays, and I was talking about this a little bit in terms of chip design, um, but what I've, what I've realized is like there are certain, because chips are designed the way, there are exploits to the chips themselves that are being taken advantage of that if you get a certain virus on your computer, it's, it's less about it breaks your computer and more about that it spies on it without you ever even knowing it. Um, and they're almost undetectable because they're on such a firmware level that you have to get an update from Intel about the, the software packages that are literally firmware onto your die, the chip die itself. That doesn't sound very good. It'll reduce your performance like 50 per, up to 50% of your chip, but they have to do it because all these things are vulnerable. And if if that's that's more for like server infrastructure, stuff like that, that's what gets exploited a lot, Le less than individual computers because unless you're specifically targeted it's not going to happen to you but yeah that that is just like a thing it's 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 there because people don't really know the full ramifications of using these like computer assisted designs and chips they don't really know how it is but if someone has enough reason to look into it they might look into these vulnerabilities of a certain hardware that they know a lot of servers use and then all right maybe if i can crack this i'll be able to get bank codes i'll be able to get into like bank accounts that should never be gotten into by me you heard it here first mark is learning to hack your <laughs> chips Everybody go get some Intel chip clips and secure those baggies so Mark can't get his grubby little hands in there. You got it. You got it. Well, I'm glad to hear you guys are doing so well. Tech update that I'm sure all the listeners are super into. Go to the subreddit right now if you're listening. You don't care if you're driving a car, what? Just take your hands off the wheel. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, maybe don't do that. Uh, safely stop your vehicle somewhere legal and safe. Uh, but uh, how many of you hear these tech things and are just like, uh, what? Somebody make the official poll. I could. I'm a moderator on the subreddit, so I can do that, but I'm not going to. Somebody who, should, who knows how to do things should do that. I don't have a Reddit account, so I can't. I just don't believe that. Never made one. I don't believe you. In all honesty, there's not really a strong point unless you do post. Like, you could just browse without an account. As a as a person in our position professionally, there's not a huge thing to having an account. As a person who uses Reddit for myself, I do a lot of, like, research on car stuff, tech stuff. It's great to be able to go back and look at stuff I have bookmarked, comments I've made, responses to my comments. It's fantastic. That's why you have an account. Because that's how you find, you're like, oh, shit, I looked this up two weeks ago. God damn it. But I liked the post. And then you can go find it because it's in your stuff. That's why you want an account. That's the use. None of it exists for me. Well, you're missing out, bud. I guess I'm going to, as the host. Yes. For now. I've got some, uh, some topics for us to discuss today. Yeah, I know. See, that's the thing. I don't like that. I don't either, because he shouldn't. <laughs> I was only just talking about chip exploits and looking into data that I couldn't access. Well then, Bob, you might be at an unfair disadvantage here, but I will do nothing about it, and we're going to jump in. Really? We're just going to talk. We're just going to talk, hang out. Rhinoceros. 
plant-based meals. What's the secret? What are the code words, Wade? Nice segue, Bob, uh, because the first topic we're going to discuss is one unhealthy food you wish you could make good for you or healthy to eat. Man. You can only pick one. And you can't do a general thing like all greasy foods. I swore you were about to bring up the uh, news sensation that is currently rocking the gaming world. I don't know those things. You know, our history is like a gaming podcast. That was a whole thing. Yeah, but what's the like? Why would I know breaking news if we haven't discussed it? What's the thing? What are you talking about, Mark? PlayStation Vita is back, baby. <gasps> Ooh, really? That was my favorite. No, not not really. Oh, oh. Well, it's the PlayStation. Portal. Okay, okay, hold on. It's 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 there. PlayStation Portal. Handheld remote play for your PlayStation 5. They came out with something that literally looks like they chainsawed a PlayStation controller in half and stuck a switch <laughs> screen in the middle of it. I'm not joking. Let me share it with you guys. It's just the it's the width of a DualShock and then a screen and that's it. Yes. Absolutely. That actually is what it is. So look at this thing. The PlayStation Portal. <laughs> that the touchpad on the PS5 controller got a, got sick. It got really big. It took some pills and it just got real girthy there. Instead of just holding a controller like this, you hold it like this. Yeah. But this, I believe, is an advent of like the, you know, the popularity of the Steam Deck and like obviously the Switch, you know. So so before you explain it, let me guess. This is the mm. PlayStation Portal. You said uh, play handheld for PlayStation 5. This works if you're on the same Wi-Fi as your PlayStation 5. You could basically remote play your PlayStation on this. I bet there will be a subscription service where you could remote play your PS5 over the internet, and it will be as successful as Google Play. Sure. I didn't read the thing. I just saw it. Oh, that's just my guess. I know nothing about it, and that's just what it is. So I, th I just wanted to bring that up as a game update because that's kind of cool and like uh, upcoming stuff in the wi-fi world is getting better and you know it's like that's pretty cool yeah, dude, if you have if you have a home router with uh wi-fi 6 impressive stuff actually kind of cool kind of cool that is a great answer to my question this is launching at $200. That's a little expensive. It depends on the screen. Because I think yeah. if you're trying to... if you, you could technically do this yourself. If you were to get like a portable little mini laptops or tablet style thing with a screen and, and a controller, you could technically do this already. Maybe not with the PlayStation 5, but with your computer you could. I, I mean, I could see that. Interesting. Interesting. What was your question? Wait, sorry. I, f I forgot who was host. Yeah, yeah. I was... The host, one unhealthy food you wish you could make good for you, make healthy. Is this like one ingredient or like one dish? Like a dish, like like I, like ice cream. I could make I, ice cream good for me or like mint chocolate chip ice cream could be healthy or something, you know, something like that. Done, easy peasy. Done. Great. Bob, you were done first. What you got? <laughs> uh, so I would argue that depending on how they're made and what you put on them, these are already not that unhealthy. But generally, chicken wings, and I'm not talking like breaded wings, I'm talking like normally fried or oven roasted or smoked chicken wings, are not healthy. Usually they come with a pretty buttery, fatty sauce or like a barbecue that's like really sugary or whatever. If you could make chicken wings that tasted like i don't know like asian zing from buffalo wild wings it's like oh this is magic you name it you say chicken wings with your barbecue sauce you want to make it healthy bam if i could make all flavors of from like buffalo wild wings or from a specific restaurant taste good or healthy i would but if it has to be one flavor asian zing buffalo wild wings sauce on 
traditional chicken wings, if that could be like as healthy as just eating raw spinach, I would be the healthiest fucker in this place. I would be, I would grow a third arm and it would be so muscular. <laughs> what happens when you're healthy? Clearly, clearly I don't know what happens when you're healthy. I don't live that life. Mark, how's your third arm? You look healthy. Oh, I'm so healthy. Okay, this is, this is just like, so I have a few questions. What defines something as unhealthy, right? Because there's a lot of different foods out there and it's really like less of a thing where certain foods are extremely unhealthy. Oh, okay, every nutritionist on TikTok. Well, all right, that's not what I'm saying because I'm not trying to be- If you only eat one third of a Skyline cheese coney, it's not that unhealthy. Yeah, I eat five of them. It's something that you should probably not eat every day because it's not good. Good for you overall. What I'm saying is like the, in this category, there are certain foods that lack the full spectrum of nutrition. Does that count as unhealthy because it doesn't have everything that you need? Like, let's say, you know, if you eat only something that has intentionally unhealthy parts to it. You're saying you have a lame idea and you're trying to horn it in here because no, it's not no, that I'm unhealthy. I'm just trying to get clarity on like, because it is a thing where if you eat only, let's say, rabbit meat without eating any of the organs, you will die because you, you will have a, you will lack nerve nutrition it's a broad topic so it's open to interpretation okay all right so you're talking more like the deep fried corn dogs with funnel cake for their corn dog wrappings and whenever i was coming up with the idea yes but you can argue something else funnel cake half cheese corn dog coated in crispy potatoes korean street dog style yeah all that if you only want to eat strawberries for the rest of your life and get all the nutrition that you can get out of them, you could make that argument. I, I will allow you to make whatever argument you want. It's one unhealthy food you wish you could make good for you, or I would, I could, I could see it being a food that's good for you but doesn't give you enough nutritional benefit to be good by itself. You could make it fully good for you, a multivitamin food. All right, then I do have one if it if it's my turn to go. There is a certain, you guys know, you've probably seen it or experienced it where every once in a while, I will suddenly just be like, I feel extremely lightheaded. I have to lay down. You guys have seen that, right? Yeah. Okay. So not many people know about this, but it's, it's, it's called hypoglycemia. It's extremely low blood sugar. Um, and it, oh, I mean, Bob, you. Probably I know, about, know that. about this. Yeah, I know a little bit. So I don't have diabetes. I get bouts of this, though, occasionally. And I traced it down to a very specific thing, and it's dextrose. So if I eat a dextrose based candy, which is usually in candy, it's from like corn and they like it's like they process it into a type of sugar called dextrose. And if I eat something with dextrose in it without eating anything else, that causes an extreme insulin response and it plummets my blood sugar um, because my body is just like, what the fuck did you just eat? Now, the problem is I love candy like this because it's usually in like sweet tarts it's usually in smarties american smarties that are like the chalky kind of things it's a chalky sugar candy kind of thing i love this shit but i know i know that i can't eat it what it's doing to me is actually like if i kept that up and did that like every day that could lead to me having diabetes because it would mess with my body's ability it would mess with my insulin response and it causes me to almost pass out if i like occasionally if i was driving like i could get in an accident because i literally get so lightheaded for like 30 minutes i have to lay down and then i get like incredibly hungry you go from smarties to being a dumb dumb <laughs> ah good joke host <laughs> thank you I appreciate you laughing, even though you probably wouldn't have normally. That was a sincere laugh. Yeah, I almost unleashed my true laugh there. Kudos to Dectros. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was trying to do that last night. I don't know why it came up, but it's just like, God, I really wish I could. All right. So this, what is it? Dextrose? You would make- It's like dextrose. I would make that somehow same, taste exactly the same, used exactly the same, but it like provided all the proteins I needed, all the nutrition. I could eat it, everything of it. Because I love that. It's like the one thing, and it probably comes from my childhood of like going to a Maristop. You know, my dad giving me five, me and my brother, five bucks and going to a Maristop. And we would just get like the giant Smarties. We'd get the huge pixie sticks, you know. I basically grew up eating dextrose, right? And that's probably what led to me developing, who knows, ADHD, any number of my problems that I suffer from today probably stem from the amount of candy that I imbibed as a child. But damn, it's good. Damn, it's good. It makes me feel happier. Like I feel like good when I'm eating it and then I feel bad afterwards. I feel horrible afterwards, actually, if I think about it. But man, oh, some of those candies. Oh, man. That's a good one. I like both your answers. Uh, no points. Interesting. Okay. As, as, as deserved. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, okay, let's change it up a little bit here. Mark, you get to go first this time. Oh, wait, we're not answering that question again? I have more. We can keep talking about it if you want. I just had a list of different topics. I'm just going to give you one food you wish you could make good for you. But if you have another one, go ahead and say it. Well, it's also food. Does it have to be a food? I did say food. You can discuss whatever you would like, but that was the topic. Okay, so, because I can't drink alcohol. That that would be, like, super unhealthy for me. It's something you ingest. I could, okay, I could okay, so I, like... I'm happy that I can't drink and I've kind of found an alternative, right? So I have a non-alcoholic beer that I like. And so it seems probably strange when we're recording this, like I'm slugging down a can of beer, but because the only choice for like carbonated beverages is, is like, you know, diet sodas or sodas or something like that, or sparkling water or something like that. And I'm like, man, there's something is nice. Maybe just cause I'm an adult or whatever, but I do like the taste of, of this is like a light uh, non-alcoholic beer and I'm like but man I sometimes just wish because I don't have any vices I don't have any like things um, to outlet and I'm not saying everyone needs a vice but I do think everyone needs a vice in some way and I got none you're not that far from Las Vegas get you some hookers and blow I don't think that's so much as a vice <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, like, that's a lifestyle bro <laughs> yeah man if you want to talk like what if 
What if cocaine was like super healthy for you? What, what if? Oh, damn. But but you still got high off of it in the yeah, same way. It was just also healthy. The world would be like overclocked. Everyone yeah. would just cut. It would be like that <laughs> limitless pill, but with none of the bad stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's what cocaine does, right? That'd probably be great. I'm sure nothing bad would happen. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Honestly, actually, you know, and the more I think about it, though, the more I'm like, I do have these kind of non-alcoholic beers now, so I'm kind of like, I don't really miss anything about it. I think I just miss, like, the idea of having any kind of a vice or, like, there's very few things besides hard drugs that you can take that are, like, stress relievers or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? Like, smoking for people is kind of like that idea of, like, you smoke because it's stressful. I'm not encouraging smoking at all. No, you should get into socially acceptable smoking. That's what's cool, man. Socially acceptable? <laughs> Cigarettes are super passe in America, right? That's And they're not cool anymore. Uh, cigars? Still allowed. All totally right. different. I think the vibe of a cigar is different, though. The guy that comes in smelling like cigar smoke is disgusting, but like a celebration, like, oh, I'm going to be a dad or I'm going to be a godparent or our team won the Super Bowl. A celebratory cigar, I think, has like a, a reputation of like, that's fine. But I think people that smoke cigars all the time, I think that's still seen as like kind of gross. I remember, Bob, you and I, we went into Party Source's humidor. Oh, yeah, the walk-in humidor, which was dope. Oh, the walk-in humidor. There was something prestigious feeling. I mean, I think you and I bought, like, one cigar. I don't know if you ever picked it up again. We bought $7 uh, <laughs> Nudos. I mean, that's Macanudo is a totally fine cigar to smoke, but we bought, like, you know, relatively cheap, not interesting cigars at all. For those of you who don't know, Party Source is a big, like, alcohol store in, uh, it's in Newport. It's like if a Walmart only sold liquor, beer, party supplies, and smokable tobacco. Like, it's just a big old party store. Looking back, it's a very strange place, but they did have this big humidor, and what a humidor is, is a humid, a humidity-controlled room for cigars. And it's, when you walk in and it's just, boom, tobacco. You yeah. smell it. It gets in your nose. It's everywhere. You can see, like, there's nothing lit in there, but there's just, like, smoke floating in the air. It's it's just, like, it's great. And it's terrible, actually. Yeah, but uh, I think I tried that, whatever cigar we bought, I tried it, and I was like, I didn't know about you're not supposed to inhale it or anything like that. And I was like, this is fucking awful. I hate this. I never do this. So I never really got into that. So um, Yeah, no, if you if you inhale cigars, I don't know. It's the wrapper. I don't know. It's different. I mean, not that inhaling cigarette smoke is any better, I guess, but it's through a filter. Secondhand smoke, I believe, is bad for you. Something about cigars and breathing it in. <laughs> is oh, just really awful and unbearable but they taste like dirty rags lit on fire <laughs> that is also what the f the flavor of maybe it was just the cheap ones but which is good what you yeah. really want is a strong scotch with a cigar because then you got dirty rags but you put out the fire with some ground vomit okay i've got a solution for all of this we make candy cigarettes good for you oh yeah yeah those are good for the kiddos that way you can have the sensation of like the cigarette thing but you have the candy like Mark was talking about, which is the chalky candy, by the way. It is. I believe those probably would be dextrose-based. What if we made vaping good for you, bro? <laughs> what are you talking about, man? Vaping's so good for you. How did we get on the do drugs and alcohol binge? Where did I, I hope that it's clear that none of our experiences around these things are particularly positive. My only positive experience around cigars is that, it, like you said, 
I've mostly smoked cigars during fun times where it's like it's celebrating something. And the cigar is kind of gross, but I remember it fondly because I was like smoking a cigar with my dad for whatever reason. Sure. And actually, Will, bleep out me saying the name because I don't want to encourage it at all. I just see this on TikTok a lot. And if you know what I'm talking about, don't do it. Or if you do do it, don't convince yourself that it's any better. Um, I don't even know which name you're asking him to bleep out. So, uh, Will, bleep that. Because that's a name brand for a certain type of thing, I think. And I don't want to mention it because anytime you mention anything, people will suddenly become aware of it. That wouldn't ever. But it's it's basically like, you know, uh, with chewing tobacco, you stick it in your gums and you... Sure. That stuff's gross. Yeah, got it. Um, So this isn't like actual tobacco. It's just pure, I think, nicotine. I think it's just straight up a pouch of... Oh, sweet Lord. ...crystallized nicotine. You stick that in your, your you stick that in your mouth and woo! I've never tried it. You can tell. Can you tell? You you woo! So no, listen. I've not tried those, but I saw. I love energy drinks, right? I I have drink energy drinks every day of my life. Sure. And I saw this thing that's that exact idea, except mm-hmm. it's 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 like caffeine and and stuff in the form of a little pouch that you tuck in your cheek and you like absorb it. And I saw those, and in theory, I was like, okay, so I don't have to drink a whole drink, but I can still get, like, the caffeine, because I, I kind of rely on the caffeine. I'm, I have a baby. I'm sleepy a lot of the time. I need caffeine to help. I put, I bought one, a tin of these. I put one in my cheek, and within 30 seconds, I was like, why did I think this was a good idea? Oh, am I going to die? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh. I, I stuck it out, because I was curious if it would get better or what. did not get better awful experience absorbing clearly you're supposed to butt chug it Ooh, suppository caffeine tablets i would be into that ah caffeine enemas oh no if you want a problem if you want a problem you gotta look up this thing called Lodi Black Black. What is that? I don't... That sounds awful. So Lodi Black Black is a chewing gum, right? It's from Japan. And this chewing gum is marketed as strong mint flavor. Perfect to refresh. Strong minty gum that will wake you up. Product of Japan. There is so much caffeine in this. And maybe nicotine? It's hard to tell. <laughs> oh, no. Hard to tell? <laughs> it's hard to tell because you can't read it. It's in Japanese. Does anyone speak that language? Can we translate this? Don't they have apps that translate things? No, no, no. My cousin was tired. He, he like, had a, had a late night with friends, and he had to, like, drive us somewhere. And so he was, like, he got, like, four hours of sleep, so he needed to wake up. Honestly, like, I probably shouldn't have been driving, but, you know, he was the only one that could because... I don't have a license in Korea and I can't drive. And he got this gum basically. And he tried it because I was like, oh, I need to go get this gum to be able to wake up to be for this. And like he took like two pieces of it and he was like, he was going from, oh, I'm so sleepy to <gasps> this instantly. And I'm like, what is this stuff? And so I take, I take stupidly four of them because I was kind of tired. <laughs> That's a terrible idea. Look, that's how I chew gum. That's how I chew gum. <laughs> you saw him take two and change. You're like, I'll double it. Bob knows this. I don't chew gum one piece at a time. Not two. I do four. Mark chews the entire pack of gum at all a at time. once, basically. Oh. Yeah. yeah it's Unless true. it's a five pack, I do all five at once. I don't do small batches of gum. So I pop four in there. Mistake. Yeah. Mistake. 
I thought I'd been pepper sprayed in my nose. Like it somehow traveled all the way up into my nose. And also I had like a, it was, it was, I had a mask on at the time because uh, we were traveling on Korea and they still had like a mask policy generally. It was open to go into the country, but you still had to like wear masks at the time. So every breath I pushed out went straight up my nose. And so if it is just caffeine or whatever the hell is in this, because it doesn't say on like the Amazon listing or anything, it woke me up. It was like, I think it must have been, you know, smelling salts. Oh, it must have God. had something like that because it was an adrenaline response. It was suddenly I was panicking like, <laughs> and if you get smelling salts, that's what it does. That's why it wakes you up so fast is because it kicks your body's adrenaline response. Um, I don't know why, but it does. And just you're just instantly awake. So yeah, if you want a problem, yeah, that's your stuff. Hey, so Mark, I did a Google search. Lottie brand black black gum ingredient list includes a bunch of syrups and starch sugars, oolong tea extract, some other stuff, caffeine, and something called nicotinamide. <laughs> I don't think that's I don't think that's nicotine. I, I don't think that is. Nicotinamide is also known as niacinamide. is a water soluble amide form of my, niacin or vitamin B three. Hmm. Oh, okay. Right. So. Urban legend holds that the gum contains nicotine. It's a misconception stemming from nicotinamide. Oh, it eases inflammation. Well, you should have felt healthy as an ox after chewing slash inhaling that gum. Man, oolong tea, ginkgo extract, chrysanthemum, caffeine, and nicotinamide. Well, now that we've gone over all of the drugs we'd like to be healthy for us. Hey, this was a gum. That's food. Dude, I totally had this in college, I think. I think a friend, I think a friend got a hold of a, a pack of black black and I I had a piece of this in college. Dude, do you remember when I drank three of those mind monster energies and then I took two five hour energies oh, and then I Jesus. woke up in the middle of the night with my intestines on fire feeling like I was going to die? Yeah, vaguely, yeah. That was awful. <laughs> ah, that was so awesome, that was dude. So terrible, man. That was horrible, man. How no, you you ensue, you consumed about eighteen hours worth of energy between those five drinks. You should have been. What was weird is because I went to. I was so tired when I took them because that was the counter thing. And like ADHD, that's a thing. If you if you take caffeine, sometimes it'll make you tired. Like it has a counteractive effect. But man, if you drink enough of it, <laughs> it comes back around, man. <laughs> Boom, like. I'm dying like so quickly like some horribly wrong and then of course as as a normal college student if you have something horribly wrong where you think you're dying you much like you know an animal at the end of its life cycle you find a table to crawl under and you hide away from the world because I did go into the bathroom and I just like sit on a toilet and I just like it writhed in agony for an hour until it passed um and it was just like if I died in there no one would know until morning and that's possible like I no instinct to go see a doctor no instinct to get help just like i gotta go take care of this or something you gotta poop it out man it's a, it's on your insides you gotta get it out well that's what i thought nothing happened of course because it's like that's not what it was but it was just like jesus i didn't know anything besides like toilet for stomach pain and just like i was just like yeah it's a miracle we're alive yeah exactly yeah how many points do we get wade oh man you both get some amounts. Let me think about it. It's even worse nowadays with like nootropic stuff at like uh, convenience stores. The kind of shit you can get behind the counter that's like in those weird paper, uh, like backed plastic wrapped random from who knows where. That just says random vague things where it's like you'll have the energy of a 
of a wild boar. And also, you'll fuck all night. Or whatever, like that sort of thing. You'll be so focused when you're fucking everything that moves. Oh, what is that? I don't know, what is that? I don't know. What is Tia Neptine? What new horrible nightmare is this? Oh boy. Gas station heroin? What uh, is this? No, don't, that doesn't sound like a thing we should do. Yeah, we'll bleep this out, I don't wanna. It's an Irritable bowel syndrome. That's available at gas stations over the counter? Why? Oh my god! Oh, well, don't you. Why? That's just concerning sounding, honestly. I Man, the, the, the supplement act kind of thing just has led to things like this just appearing everywhere. And the, the broad category of nootropics, that is the wild west of putting shit in your body. Okay, well, I think on that, I'm going to, uh... But imagine if it was healthy! That'd be cool, right? Ingesting and eating those if they were healthy? All those things, what if they were healthy? Here, actually, what I'll do is I'll... If we do... If we look at the graph here, where this is the uh, nootropics available at gas stations, this is like the, the energy drinks and the, this is the gum, right? So if we combine all of this and you got the weather pattern coming up from the southwestern regions, the warm water air is going to mix down here and really, really stimulate you to get good grades right here. Can one of you guys send me the link to wherever you get that green screen that comes up out of the... I feel... I feel very inadequate. Mine's just an Elgato green screen. Mine is better than Wade's. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, here, I'll fix it. <laughs> there. <laughs> the blue screen, the fabled blue screen. Wow, honestly, better than a green screen. Blue is better than green. Blue is superior. Oh, look at my white balance now. That's great. Oh, no, <laughs> not the white balance. I thought somehow, Mark, you'd put a blue screen behind your green screen, and then <laughs> it was just gonna blue be blue. <laughs> God, if I was just so... Oh, man, I wish. How many points do I get, Wade? Oh, you know what? Bob, I'm putting a hundred points for you. All right, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark, you know, I'm gonna give you a, a hundred and thirty-five. Thanks. Oh, okay. Well, that seems... I feel like... Don't worry, Bob. I won't. I'm not worried. And don't worry about him not worrying, Mark. You're the real and rightful host, and nothing bad is going to happen, so why would I worry? Thank you. Man, this episode's really gotten away from us, but, you know, while we still have some minutes left, um, this is a related but different topic. If you could make something that smells or tastes bad smell or taste good, this time I'm limiting it to one, one thing that either smells and or tastes bad to change the sensation of it whenever it hits your nose and or tongue. It doesn't necessarily have to be something that does, in fact, taste bad or smell bad. You can make it smell or taste better, or it could be something you don't like. I have one for this. I have one for this. I could not tell you for the life of me who started the last topic, so if you've got one, go for it. I would change how I experience the taste of miso because okay. miso is generally pretty popular. Miso soup and miso in marinades and like like a lot of people like miso. Something about miso hits my palate in a way that's way too like earthy. Like it, like it tastes like dirt to me and it makes me feel like a douchebag because I'm generally pretty open to stuff. I like trying new foods. 
I like, I'm down to try whatever, except stuff with miso in it is like, I just randomly won't like it. I don't like miso soup. I struggle to eat anything that has miso as a major flavor component. And like, it's not an objectionable flavor. I don't think miso is a bad flavor at all, objectively. And I don't know why I don't like it. I wish that miso tasted good to me because I feel like everyone else likes it. And it's a cool, it's like fun to cook with. Like I want to buy a thing of miso paste from the store and use it in my cooking stuff, but I I don't like it. So I wouldn't do that. I think that you have a similar thing that a lot of people have that people don't realize is more common because I think the reason Wade doesn't like Mexican food is because he has that thing with cilantro Mm -hmm. that makes it taste like soap. For me, it's weird because tomatoes are very similar to this. Tomatoes raw taste awful. I want to like, I almost want to throw up when I eat them. Like, is it like grassy? What's the flavor you get? It just is, it's it's not even really specifically about the flavor because the flavor is similar to when it's cooked, but when it's cooked, it becomes the most delicious thing ever. And I think that's just because there is like glutamate in it and like a natural MSG in, in tomatoes. And when you cook them, it gets, it's not so much it, it brings that stuff out. It probably does, but it gets rid of whatever causes me to be repulsed by it. It huh. is a little soapy when I'm, when I'm eating or thinking about eating a raw tomato and it's just like for certain people their their palates are just slightly different their their genes are just slightly different so their receptors of it are just slightly different it's so is your answer tomato or is that just an example probably tomato yeah it's just like it just tastes fucking awful i don't i don't want to be like a snob but i do wish that i had a more refined palate i like food i like cooking i spend a lot of time looking at like recipes and cooking techniques and i love like the culinary world and what is possible. But I'm, I have the kind of ma- like taste buds where I'll eat something. Like we'll be at a fancy restaurant. We lived in the Bay Area, right? So we went to these fancy restaurants in San Francisco and I'll put something in my mouth that's made by some fancy Michelin star chef that they spent all, you know, days making. And I'll, and I know it's very special and I eat it and I'm like, mmm, steak. Tastes like steak. God, I love steak. And I like, and people, but people absolutely can like eat a bite of something and be like, mm, I know what's in that. That tastes like, mm, that tastes like this and this and this. I like, I wish I had some of that because I really, I have like the palate of like a five year old. I like food, but I, I like cheese whiz and Velveeta as much as I like Wagyu beef and fancy ingredients. And I feel it, like if we cooked more and we like tasted something that was just missing that one ingredient that would help narrow that down over time. Well, and I do that, right? When I cook, I frequently cook something and take a bite and I'm like, like, this is missing something. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just missing something. I don't, I, I, and that is like a practice skill. I think you're right. But also I spend a lot of time thinking about food. I've cooked a lot of food and, and I tried a lot of things. I think I just have a dumb palate. I think I just have kind of a child's mouth. I don't know. Well, practice makes perfect, but you also have to have some natural skills. So if you're not doing either well enough, then I guess you're just going to fail. Yeah, I definitely don't have the natural talent. I, d- I do. I could practice more. You're right. But at the same time, yeah, if you think about it, like you you have the concept of what other people experience with like diverse palates. But really, it is like a practicing. If you haven't exposed yourself to a lot of it, you haven't normalized any of those, especially in comparison to like all your other flavors. So like expanding it out. I had one of the greatest foods I've ever had recently. And I don't know if I talked about this, but I had one of the greatest foods I've ever experienced. And that was a very recent develop. I've had ramen before. I've had kimchi ramen. I've had kimchi before. I had kimchi ramen recently at one of my favorite ramen places nearby. 
It was so delicious, my brain didn't even know how to process how good it tasted. Right away when I was eating it, I was like, this is, uh, it's overloading me and opening up my palate to new experiences that I've never had before. Even though I've had those flavors before, but it was just like really good tonkotsu ramen with like extremely like long duration cooking pork broth and then there was like this kimchi that they had braised beforehand and then put into the ramen oh interesting it was such a it was such a flavor combination and it was so it, it had like melded together but i think i wouldn't have appreciated it as much if i hadn't known kimchi was good and liked kimchi and known the ramen was good and then it was like a ratatouille moment where it was like when it blended in my mouth all of a sudden the new combinations were just like sparking off in ways but i don't think i would have appreciated it without like the prior knowledge of kimchi and and ramen in general and having a, a wide varieties of ramen and having a wide variety of kimchi and then seeing these it was amazing i don't think you guys would have liked it as much as i had anyway maybe i think it is like a fantastic meal i think i think i would have liked it the like pickly souriness of kimchi especially braised i could see exactly how that would go really good with some tonkatsu it was incredible like wait i don't think this would have been up your alley not for like i'm not a pickly person so brought out the pickly part of it but yeah i think it, it's a lot of different foods but it was so good uh, next time you're in la i'll, I'll bring you out to this place it was really good Rat ratatouille i'm so glad you mentioned the ratatouille moment that's like how i judge everything i eat in my life i've never seen ratatouille oh great movie great movie probably my favorite movie like every when i just like eat wendy's or something it's like that that movie is lives in my head rent free all day every day and i love it i'll have to watch it I've, I've heard good things i always got compared to the main character you've you've actually not seen it at all i've never seen it no oh it's so good it's so good you love it you're you're not you're not unlike linguini i'm curious to see what you think yeah yeah okay i'll have to give it a shot um to answer the question for me the smell of broccoli i like eating broccoli but whenever you make broccoli and the way the kitchen smells afterward, like, yeah, yeah, I get you. Broccoli after it's cooked and you like just smell it around is not a flavor that makes me want to eat. It smells like garbage to me. It makes me think of like the trash that needed to go out a while ago. Like I'll come into the kitchen after like we've had broccoli and it's like, ugh, what happened? What went wrong? Ugh, we need to clean this up. I kind of get that. I love broccoli, but I kind of get that. On the, I love eating broccoli too. I like, yeah. like, I do like, it's like one of the vegetables I really do like eating like all the time. On the flip side, I don't know this ratatouille moment, but I will say at Melting Pot, the shrimp cooked in coke oven and then dipped into like their yellow curry with like yogurt sauce, that combination, every time I eat it, is like a eureka in my mind. It's always the last bite. And then like after you eat the main course, if you do the four course thing, they bring out like the chocolate and stuff. Nothing in the dessert feels like it's worth being my last bite compared to the shrimp and curry. Like I want that to be something I can eat so much more readily available. I don't know how they make that curry sauce exactly. It's not that hard. You could do it. But that shrimp and curry, every time I eat it, it's like the first time I tasted it. Some foods you eat, it's like the first time you eat it, it's like, oh my God, this is so good. The shrimp and curry, I always know how good it is. And every time I taste it, I'm never disappointed or like, it's like the second best time I've had it. It's like the first time every time. It's so good. That's me with this ramen. It is just like, I've only had it three times and it is like already replacing um, chicken dumplings as my favorite meal. What? Yeah, it is. It is that good. Well, are you going to learn how, are you going to learn how to make it? No, I don't think I could because I don't have the patience to like cook this broth because it's like it's like a 24-hour broth of just like you take pork of who knows what parts of the pig and just like oh, just all the parts boil it for 24 hours and then you got good ramen noodles how do you even make that you know what though i bet mark you should look into pork demi -glace. 
I learned recently what demi glass is. Mm-hmm. I bet if you use demi glass as a starting point for a tonkatsu broth, you would have something. And braising kimchi is super easy. Oh, oh, absolutely. That I could do definitely. Just like, but it's like, what kimchi are they using? From who? It really depends on the brand you're getting of kimchi if you're getting the right kimchi. That's true. And you can make your own kimchi. That's actually pretty bomb. It's not. It's not too difficult. Mm-mm. No, it just takes some prep. But most of it's the fermentation process itself. But when you then you get to like pick exactly what's in it, and there are certain veggies that are kind of like super super good additions to yeah like daikon dude kimchi marinade uh, like fermented daikon is so good and that's what's such a tragedy is like i worry about this place going out of business now because i'm like if it goes out of business because it's not a chain it's just one place it's gone forever it's gone and i'm like they charge really affordable prices for this food and i'm like it ramen can vary from places but if it, you would think like a, a ramen that i'm saying like is my greatest ramen ever it's 17 dollars for this ramen and i'm like how the fuck? That's pretty good for a spot in, in uh, like the LA area. Like, yeah. I'm just like, how are you selling this for 17? This would, I would pay $80 for this. It is that good. I don't want them to, but I'm like, uh, don't go out of business. I don't want to have to try to make this myself. I don't want to have to hunt down the owner and be like, you're not my personal chef now. And you, you make this every day. You make this for me. You make this for me. For me and maybe Amy and maybe my friends when they come over. But me. How many points do we get, Wade? Uh, 25 each. That's way less than last time. There was a lot less time. I have a whole list of questions here. They're not all food related, but I feel like we've kind of stuck with the food theme and we only really got time for one more question. So I'm going to stick with that theme. Best food to either see or hear while it's cooking. To either look at it cook and just mm. feel like a pleasant sensation or to hear the sound of something cooking in a certain way. Which sensation you can go with see or hear and what food? Only see or hear, not like smell. Specifically see or hear for this one. Something that's just pleasant to watch cook or something that's pleasant to hear cooking. <sighs> While you guys are thinking, I can I can give an example for me. Sure, sure. Um, nostalgia speaking, the sound of sizzling bacon. Because growing up, my grandma, whenever she would make breakfast, I would always hear the sound of the bacon start to cook. And that meant that like one of my favorite all-time meals was being made. But nowadays, it just also reminds me of my grandma, who I lost a long time ago at this point. So whenever I hear something sizzle, just like the moment you put it in there, like it starts popping and sizzling, that noise is just like all of the right things are released in my brain when I hear that noise. Ah, I got one. Okay, yeah. No, I like this. This is a good question. Do you want Do you want to go first this time, Mark? Or No, you go. You go. You got this. For me, it's it could be anything, but I'm going to specifically pick burgers on the grill. And the, because you get like, you don't watch it cook the whole time, right? You close the grill in between. So you get like a little mini montage of like, you open the grill for the first time, you put the burgers on, you close it, you come back to flip them the first time and they're like a little cooked and you flip them and they're all and the fire, you know, the fat makes a little fire or something and you close it. And like every time you come back, they look more and more like burgers. And then like the last time you put some cheese on and like maybe you put a little cheese cover on or you just close it open it back up and they're like perfect looking cheeseburgers that month because it's so quick too i mean burgers cooking like yeah they're very quick like eight minutes ten minutes maybe usually unless they're like enormous burgers so it's like every couple minutes you just get a little update and then at the end you just have delicious looking burgers and it's like very it's very satisfying because every every time you open it you're like ah, it worked it worked again they're burgers <laughs> and they go fresh from grill to bun you put on your toppings whatever they're just good to go I think like it's it's kind of a cop out answer, but soup, you know, the sound of soup or the look of soup, all of it. My mom's chicken and dumpling. I love just 
The rolling boil. Oh, you're kissing ass for your last answer. I got you. Because you wow. dropped chicken and dumplings down a spot, so. That's Cracker Barrel chicken and dumplings. I'm talking about my mom's chicken and dumplings, which is very different. Oh. Are those still above the pickled kimchi? No. God, no. <laughs> Fuck no. Fuck no. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Soup. And pickled kimchi. That's that's a complete... That's such a farcical misunderstanding. I want to take kimchi and make pickles with it and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tell us about tell us about the sound and smell... Or the, no, the look and... Uh, <laughs> this guy can't even remember his own question. Sight. Look and see. Look the and sound see. The look and see. <laughs> the look and see in your soup. The sound of it or the look of it cooking or both. That was what it was. The sound <laughs> okay. or the look. Right. Tell us about the look and see. Yeah, when you look at it, what you see when you're looking. I still haven't recovered from the fact that half my episode's been about drugs, so I'm trying to move on here. It was not half about drugs. We can make it more about drugs. No, no, soup. Seeing methamphetamine cooking. That shit, ooh, when it turns blue and you crack it with the hammer. Is that your soup? That your mom's soup? Yeah, that's what I call it. That's what everyone on the street calls it anyway. You know, for secrets is... Um, no, it's soup. It's just like, it's so cool to see, like, you add ingredients to the same pot. You just keep stirring and keep the heat going and you chop up ingredients and you see the soup evolve. And like, then the smell permeates your entire house. And like, it's such a visual thing. You could stare at the boiling stuff all day. And sometimes I do is just like looking at it. Cause it's just like a nonstop evolving, like landscape of different changing like things bobbing up and boiling down. It's, it's, I don't know, it's hypnotic. It's captivating. And the sound of like bubbling water is, is very much, you know. Especially if it's, if it thickens too, soup gets really cool. Cause it goes from being basically like watery almost a lot of the time. Like it starts, it starts as like broth or water or something, but it'll get like thicker or creamier or something. Like it's, it is kind of magic. I was gonna go on look alone. I think eggs might be the most interesting thing to watch cook. Because really? if you scramble them, they turn out very different than if you fry them or if you pop the yolk and you watch the yolk drain and like cook up. I think eggs are just interesting to watch cook. I think that's called ruining an egg, but go on. Yeah, that's gross. I don't like my eggs with wet yolk. You don't like a runny yolk? You like them over hard? I don't like yolk at all. That's the gushy, delicious part of the egg. That's the egg ussy. It's the good, gushy, gross part. I, I swallow my yolks whole so I don't have to taste them. I tolerate the yolk as well. That's the part that makes stuff like mayonnaise or, or Caesar dressing delicious. The yolk is the good part. Man, don't like those two things. That's crazy. Well, I mean, I don't mind those two things, but it's just like the yolk itself is like, I know that's where all the flavor is. And I say, yeah, all the bad flavors. I just don't want them. I know the nutrition is there and I, I just don't like to taste it. Eggs are just interesting to watch. They go from transparent to like the white, the the yolk. Again, if you pop it, if you cook it like it is and you just watch the yolk stay there, it's like, is it going to pop itself? It's getting so hot in there. What's going to happen? Popcorn. Ah, oh, that's the most fun to watch. Uh, Popcorn's overrated. Medium on popcorn. Smell of popcorn. You walk by a popcorn stand and oh, the movie theater popcorn. Oh. And that, you know what smells good about that? It's not the popcorn. It's the butter juice. Ah, uh, no. I don't like... The, no. If you put that jizzy butter sauce on anything, it smells the same. Popcorn might as well be packing peanuts. No, I don't like the butter juice. I like the... That's what that smell is. Popcorn has no flavor on its own. If you yeah, don't put it... salt and butter on popcorn, popcorn tastes the same as a packing peanut. No, it doesn't. It tastes fine. Plain popcorn is okay. It has, like, no flavor. Yeah. 
I know, much like egg whites, which I prefer, they're a vehicle for enhancement. I will give it that. It's a vehicle for enhancement and it, it is Popcorn yearning. Popcorn is only good if it has powdered cheese on it or mu uh, mustard. Powdered cheese? Yeah, like cheddar popcorn. You mean powdered- Oh, this guy's a cheddar popcorn guy. I gotta rein this in. A white I, cheddar I, popcorn I, I guy, sick. thank you. No, no, no. Packing peanuts in your mouth, Bob, I'm sorry. You had to lose points for even mentioning that because that- Wait, I've got some styrofoam over here. Would you like to see me take a bite? No, 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 no. Bob, I'll give you here, back the points wait. I just deducted if you don't touch don't, it. Don't take my points. It's wrapped in plastic, so it doesn't do- it doesn't make the styrofoam sound. Just put it down. But if I, I can hear you, off. I'm going to announce a winner now without being able to hear you guys. Great episode-ish. Can't- I cannot hear, thank God. It's not- it's not even making a sound, I don't- Don't know. It wasn't worth the risk. Whatever you're saying. You know, Mark, your reign of terror was long, and I'm afraid to give this back to you. Bob, you were winning this until the styrofoam came up. However, the styrofoam did come up, and now I have to decide whether the surprise ending of Mark losing points for his reign of terror is more lost points, or you hitting me with styrofoam is worth more lost points. I'm going to make you a burger, but it's going to be styrofoam, and you're going to take a big bite of it next time I see you. If I let you win or lose? Wouldn't you like to know? Yes, that might determine the outcome. <laughs> Since I'm seeing you in like three days, two days. Yeah, the time is short. You better make the right choice. What is the right choice? What do you want? I think you know what the right choice is. Mark, you just happened to lose a few more points than Bob. That's crazy. Oh, man, but I'm invoking a handshake. Wade, you've made the wrong choice. Mark, you have managed to win by invoking a handshake deal, and I guess your reign of terror is back. Wrong choice. I have to honor the handshake, Bob. Styrofoam cheeseburger. Oh, man. Mark, do you have a... You know what, Bob? Do you have a loser speech? You go first, because once we hand it to Mark, we may never talk again. Uh, I've never cooked with styrofoam before, but I guess we'll see how this goes. Do you think it sticks to the grill? Do I need some some spray or something? I hear if you if you take two pieces of styrofoam and like clean your grill, it's the cleanest your grill will ever be. Oh yeah, so you just rub them together so they squeak insanely. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, I feel better about losing now that I know that that happened. Great speech. Mark, do you have a winner's speech? Um, wow, this is so unexpected. Um, I'm glad that it turned out this way. I, I just like, you know, you, you get a surprise package in the mail and you open it up, you remove all the styrofoam, you fling them out there, you rip them to pieces trying to get at what's inside, just like styrofoam falling all over each other. And then at the bottom of it is victory. It's victory, the truest victory that uh, a man could ever hope for. So thank you. I appreciate this win. Um, it is deserved, and I shall make sure that my next episode is just filled to the brim with technological discussions and uh, wonders of the universe. This was a pretty quick handshake deal redemption, but I'm glad it's done with and we don't have to have it hanging over us anymore. Yeah, it really worked out. Bob, for the record, the handshake deal was if I got points which I thought would give me the win in the first FNAF tier list. I would give Mark this handshake deal win. I was not expecting him to give me more points than you and then start a reign of terror, so I got fucked. And uh, karma hit me hard for my handshake deal. That's basically what I thought happened. You have no one to blame except yourself. I have no, I feel no sympathy whatsoever. I'll stop threatening you with styrofoam since it's not your fault, I guess. How about that? Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate that.
If you're new here, go follow us. Mark Markiplier, Bob at my skirm. I'm Wade, Minion777, or Lord Minion777, depending on where you're looking. Uh, we have merch stored at striplepodcast.com. I hope it's in stock, and I hope there's new stuff. If there's not, then, well, you can look at the site. Otherwise, stay tuned for the next episode where Mark's Reign of Terror returns and or continues and or maybe ends. I, I don't know. Until then, podcast out.